Welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business Podcast, where we explore the game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance and well-being in the workplace. If you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business, if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber, and if you want to be part of a revolution in human potential, then join us to discover the powerful resource that lives before our psychology. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. And today's conversation is with a show regular, Helen Amory, who has been on the show lots of times and always adds so much value. And over the last, I think, two or three years, Helen, it's been amazing to watch what you create in the world. And last time you were on the show, you'd created an amazing book with Sarah. And it was a very comprehensive guide to awakening. Uh, fabulous book, which I still highly recommend to people. And <clears throat> since then, and it hasn't even feels like it's been that long, what, probably a year, you're at it again, not writing <laughs> this time, um, but creating something called the Enlightenment Event, which actually isn't an event. It is a series of events. And we'll get into that in a moment. But another creation from your wonderful expression of what life is. So, Helen, welcome back. Thank you. Great to be back. And if there is the odd listener who has not come across you before, um, could you give just a, a minute or two on who you are and your background and context and how mm. we know each other? Yeah, well, I feel like I'll start with that bit, how we know each other, because, um, yes, gosh, so back in 2018, wasn't it, when I was your client for a good few months? You were like the very beginning of my journey with all of this stuff, having... Um, heard you on Gary Turner's podcast and gone oh my god he's doing the thing that I've been looking for he's he's doing the work that I've known is available but I didn't know how to do it how to articulate it how to create it how to talk about it so I guess I felt on a very deep level in that which I didn't fully understand at the time and it was like oh there's something in this there's something big in this and that was really what brought me to you because prior to that I'd been in psychology-based coaching um you know, changing mindsets, rewriting thoughts, positive psychology, that kind of stuff. Um, and then reached a point where I realized, well, that's this, this isn't everything. This doesn't actually work. <laughs> it takes, or it, it worked to an extent. It worked well enough that I was mm. able to do my job and I could do my job well, but all the effort of it, all the hard work of trying to think the right stuff and therefore feel the right feelings and therefore behave in the appropriate way meant that all the effort of that couldn't be sustained of course it couldn't be sustained and my kids took the brunt of that when I would come home so yes yeah, so it was wonderful to from the question well what else is there you know in in that experience of this psychology stuff hasn't worked what else is there and that's what led me to you in uh, in 2018 and then yes yeah, since then uh, an ever-deepening journey of this whole non-dual landscape in all its uh, all its elements all its aspects and um yeah all the doorways which I think we'll be talking yeah. more about today well exactly and and by the way listeners if everyone wants to, Helen and I did a little three-part series back then in 2018 about her experience of of sort of when she first came into this grounding behind quality of mind and that's a really good listen even even I think that stood the test of time so that that's available but what we wanted to talk about today was how 
there are lots and lots of different approaches, methodologies, um, understandings in the world of personal professional development, improvement, even therapy and mental health and human potential. I mean, there are stacks and stacks of them. And we wanted to talk about, well, how come there are so many, so diverse, yet surely if it was very obvious and clear, there'd be one or two. So why are there so many? And how come they're all so different and look like the one once you've got the one, it's the one to be in? And possibly most importantly, what are they all pointing to? So is there something they're all trying to get to and they're just different doorways in? Are they pointing to ultimately a different doorway. What's going on? How come the field, if you like, of, of psychology and even what's before psychology is so fragmented, so segmented, kind of does that matter? Um, and what can we do about that? Now, the reason why this is so, I think, I mean, it's interesting for any human being listening, but if, I always think if you were standing back as a Martian looking at us as a species, they would go, wow, they've got a lot of ways to do that potential. What are they up to? Um, but also at a practical level, the reason why your current uh, creation, the Enlightenment event is structured, which I'm sure you'll get into, it is into some of those doorways. And that's mm -hmm. only just a few of the doorways, which there are millions of. So you, you've taken almost like one little doorway of all the many doorways and then broken that into six more doorways. We'll, we'll probably get into that in a, in a bit. But I guess to start with, if imagine we're talking to this uh fictional alien now who was sort of saying well okay I've, I've had a look at your your planet and you human species and i've been to some of your bookshops and i've been online do you not understand how your own potential works do you not understand how your own well-being works do you not understand how the very fabric of your experience works and and we'd have to go uh not really no that's why we've got all <laughs> different ways so what would your observation be on that and um to, to answer the question how come there's so many different doorways yeah. Do you know, honestly, the, the response that's coming up is, well, why not? Because like, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like, yeah. why would we, like, there's cake is cake. Why do we then make chocolate cakes and vanilla cakes and mm -hmm. do five-tiered cakes and little cupcakes? And, you know, it's like, well, why not? Because it's fun. So I think, um, for me, the, the Helen truth of why there are so many is really why not like we all have different tastes we all have different preferences you know even you and I with our journeys we've both moved through different um doorways prior to this understanding it's like well yeah why not well so so let me take that answer and just give my spin as I was listening which is it's the nature of human psychology for that to be the case so although we are all one universal field of consciousness which some people that will make sense with some people won't don't worry um we are individuated i use the whirlpool analogy we are individuated into seven or eight billion in human form at least activities of that one universal field and that has its own flavor to it so so mr alien mrs alien you're, you're bound to have lots of different doorways when the human experience the activity of the human experience is, is, is so individuated and unique. So mm. what I suppose maybe the other question then to ask is not why are they so different, 
what is the similarity between all those different doorways so that mm. there's lots of difference you could go well one's coming in through breath work one's coming in through therapeutic you know analyzing my psychology one's coming through through shamanics one's coming through through you know what is the similarity how about we spin mm. the question around and ask um let's imagine the alien asked that question what's what's what are they all got in common at one level mm. yeah and i want to really highlight that that's such a valuable question because when we understand that that it's like it's the same mechanism really that's working with every single thing we do for me that then opens the field of all the possible ways whereas we might think oh well that we might as well just do this one then because this is the one thing that's happening all the time in my experience it's the opposite it like takes the takes the imagined limits off and has us be able to go oh oh i really am in a sweet shop like i really can go with whatever feels good because really they're all doing the same thing um and so the one thing that i see them all that all approaches all techniques all tools all modalities all change fundamentally happens because we we remember the fact we are the presence and the awareness of all of the human experience and in the presence of that presence all of the stuff really sorts itself out and clears itself up and aligns with the with the energy of that presence aligns with the the feeling love and inclusion and peace and yeah all the, all the kind of words that we say we aspire to all the kind of words that everybody says they want it's like that yeah that that presence being with all of the human experience brings it all into alignment mm. with that yeah and and i think yeah i i, I would agree with that so the way I see it now, um, the distillation of it in this moment for me after 25 years of plonking around is whenever we are in the moment flow of the isness, what's just turning up and we are just in that, not, not as peers in that or Helen in that and it's not happening to us we're just in the flow flow would be the most common word you could you could talk about for that mm. and there's no self-identification or resistance to that we are in a sense of peace well-being performance potential and that's just happening that just is and and, and babies are probably in it the most more than anyone else and but we also have the wonderful ability to create a an apparent psychological world of me in that. So me doing it, me being something, me being an entity that appears and all the narratives and stories and, and constructs and things come in. And what we're trying to do when we're going through our thousand doors is get back to just the flow of the moment with no self-identification and resistance so you could say any lack of resourcefulness or flow or well-being comes from one thing and that is resistance to the isness and all resistance to the isness comes from one thing and that's self-identification so all the modalities and tools and therapies and things are trying to get back there in mm. their own own way of doing it so that's what they've all got in common some go back very directly, some some sort of 
meander back there, some some are sort of red herrings to get back there, but that's what they're all sort of trying to do. Um, but that's how I would see it. Did, did, did mm. that resonate with what you said? Yeah, it does resonate. And and the the additional piece for me is the is the journey of that um, untangling some of the tangle of that human experience. So whether it's psychological, emotional, physical, there's there's tangles. There are battles going on in our systems because we've collected all these ideas at all these different levels as a person. And so even if there is an absence of identification with that psychological human experience, those patterns can still play out. And so for me, that's a really, really important piece of the journey that all of that human tangle that we've gathered and collected, all the stuff that's all the conditioning, all the ideas that have been collected, that the the journey is also the the disentangling of that and and for me it's so it's both those aspects yes absolutely what we want is that that flow and the absence of identification but you know that um oh, i can't i think it was ken wilbur who talked about and i wrote a piece about you can be an awakened ass mm. because you can be awake to the fact you're of your true nature and that you're not just this person but you can still be an ass because your all your conditioning can still be playing out in the flow like it, it could it could well be flow but the way you're doing it is is being an ass and so that's that for me is the really important bit of the addition of what for me is the enlightenment process the disentangling of all the those human confusions the conditioned confusions and we had another podcast which we we called the difference mm. between awakening and enlightening which and enlightenment which could sound a very spiritual or technical thing um but I think that's what you're pointing to again mm. is the enlightenment for you is the distangling of our psychology. Now, I suppose my my nuanced take on that, and I don't want to go in a rabbit hole on this, but my, my nuanced take on that is, to put it in, in, in layman's term, do we believe itself detangles? Do we believe there's a the system untangles itself? So all the wonderful things that our conditioning is just by being by being human. Does it untangle itself or do we need to do untangling? Now, I'm yeah. not meaning that to be a question about free will, although obviously that it would lean itself to that. But because I, I guess I kind of see that the more that you are in that space of awareness, I, I just see that there's a lot of natural organic detangling happening. Mm -hmm. Now, that might emerge via some expression of a of a, of a belief or a, oh gosh yeah i'm caught up in that you know but there's a the um a learning extravaganza as i described it with with claire diamond the other day you know a learning extravaganza going on self-detangling um or self-cleaning oven uh what other metaphors have we got <laughs> um invisible drain cleaner right <laughs> that, that's happening and sometimes we overlook that and put the, I must tidy up my psychology onto manual as if we could, but but we kind of try and do that. And a lot of the therefore doorways in, in my mind are trying to detangle something that can detangle itself. Mm. Gosh, there's so much to say to that. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It's a self-detangling -detang system. 
And this yeah. is so much easier. Um, once we've awakened, yes, because once we've awakened, then that presence is so known as yeah. the truth of who we are. That light is shown, it's shining so brightly that it's so much easier for that. And it's we're now no longer identified with the stuff, with the conditioning. So yes, it's so much easier for it all to come up and out and and disentangle. And I like doing stuff. Yeah. Like that's why we wrote our awakening book. That's why we're going to be writing an enlightenment book. Because so I, I literally spoke to a client this morning um, who came, you know, just as a, a potential, let's see if we want to work together conversation. And he says, yeah, because I've been to these other two people and they've said, oh, it's okay. Just carry on. Everything's happening fine. And he's like, I just don't feel that like that doesn't feel right to me. And that's exactly why we wrote our awakening books. We're like, yeah, God damn it. There is some stuff you can do. And the same with enlightenment, there is some stuff you can do. We don't just have to sit passively and wait and 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 just yeah, just sit. Mm. Like, well, why? I, I want to get in there. I wanna I wanna proactively but help. Isn't that stuff part of the de auto detangle? So oh, yeah. So it's yeah. so, so interesting this. And I remember this years ago being a thing, and I thought, oh, so <laughs> W waiting patiently not waiting for it to detangle is a doing <laughs> yes right so getting stuck in is part of the auto detangle <clears throat> so i i'm absolutely what i see is that once you start the awakening the detangling kind of wants to unfold it starts to reveal itself if we can use that mm, as a way of mm. saying it and it that will involve getting stuck into your tangles and your psychology going oh my gosh i've just noticed this and wow i never saw that before oh wow that there's something that the mind's percolating and bubbling around at and it bounced into the side on so the the detangling starts to emerge and reveal and it's not to shy away from and go, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm not getting involved in that. That's something psychological. No way. That, that would be a boring. Um, mm. because the fun is in the richness of the detangle. Uh, and, and B would be as active as trying to do it yourself. If, mm. if you could. Mm. So mm. I, I just find you have to resist the detangle. If, if the awakening has happened, you have to resist the detangle. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Which is true. like impossible. Which is like impossible. <laughs> so, so I think people can get stuck up. They can get stuck in that. And, yeah. and let's just pause a minute and just unpack something. And just in case people are like, "What do you mean awakening?" You said something earlier about awakening, right? So let's just give a very short bit on that. I mean, and we've got loads of the podcasts on it. You've got a whole book about it. But w what we're talking about when we say this is all easier once you've awakened. And you know, you know, our journeys of indirect path have definitely gone. Oh no, one thing we'd absolutely tell the alien is awakening is going to be the facilitator to all the detangling, whether that's we think it's an auto detangle or a manual mm -hmm. detangle. What do we mean by uh, awakening? We mean having a profound embodied seeing, noticing, realization, recognition, whatever you want to call it of what we are essentially which is we're not the thing that was born in my case five decades ago yours just a few less um we're not that and i'm not going to finish in, in a few decades time i'm not a separate peers walking around this planet and the planet is outside of me what i am is awareness or consciousness itself i am the capacity for 
a psychological human experience, which is universal, eternal, unlimited, unshackled, and neutral to what turns up in it in terms of the psychological experience. That's what I am essentially. And once we recognize that, we see that what appears in that is the appearance of me being a separate 50-year-old man, as a, as a dad of two, blah, 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 who has thoughts, who has a hand, who has a body. That all appears. It's not fundamental. It is just the appearing avatar. And once we truly see that as, at an awakened level, then all the detangling of what turns up in psychology becomes so much easier. Mm -hmm. And it, Because once we pop back and see what we truly are, there's a, you know, the psychology loosens its grip on what it appears to be. Mm. So that's what we mean by awakening, isn't it? And and your book points to how we can see that directly through direct inquiry and, and things like that. And it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful place to start. And then once people have seen that, what we're saying about the detangling is, well, then what happens to all the conditioning and narratives and programming that's happened to me, the individuated that shows up in life what, what am mm -hmm. i doing about that so i just wanted to give that context in mm -hmm. case anyone's like well i don't even know what you mean by awakening and yeah, you yeah. want to add to that little little segue no beautiful description yeah so we were talking about auto detangle and manual detangle um <laughs> in the context of we're all being lived and nature's doing us and we don't really get to see it anyway but i suppose maybe the question is how much should we uh, pay attention to or get involved in what is turning up in the presenting psychology? Because there's different views on that. Some people are like, oh, no, no, make it all about the body, make it all about breath. Oh, no, no, look at the thoughts. So if we look at some of those mm -hmm. doorways, so, and, 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 and your program, the Enlightenment event, has broken some of these down. There's a sort of a, a thought way. There's a feeling emotion way. There's sort of a body way. Mm -hmm. um, let's just talk about a few of the doors and show what's similar and what's different maybe. Yeah, and and just to give some context to that, because we're kind of, you know, we've been saying there, once you've awakened the enlightenment stuff gets so easier, so much easier, and it's like, yes. And sometimes, especially the direct path of awakening can be very confronting and very scary to who we think we are. When we're identified with who we think we are, Plenty of people get scared of this conversation. Plenty of people, resistance comes up. They think this is a terrible idea. Resistance comes up in, in response to the non-dual conversation because when we think we are that separate person and we think we need to be that to stay alive and survive, then of mm. course resistance comes up. So I guess I really want to give a shout out for the reason why an enlightenment path, which could be called an indirect path, is valuable first because we're not necessarily all going to do the non-dual awakening path first. And we've both had some enlightening first. You know, we both did some psychological detangling before we got to the non-dual stuff. So, um, yes, yeah, to, to really give a shout out for the fact that any of these doorways are at least going to lighten our human experience and loosen the grip of thinking that, this way of doing stuff or this way of thinking about stuff is necessary for me to be okay. Mm. You know, it starts to chip away at some of the, the identifications. It starts to loosen this idea of being this person. And that in itself can then open enough space that we find ourselves in a non-dual direct spiritual conversation. So 
yeah, I just want to kind of highlight that distinction that as much as once you've seen the direct path, you kind of go, as, as I totally did, oh my God, everybody needs to be doing this. Like we, everybody needs to be going straight there to the truth of who we are. But in reality, it looks scary to the person to do that. And so for me, all these enlightenment doorways are part of easing that journey, part of, like I say, loosening and lightening some of these attachments we have so that the door gets opened to the more fundamental truth of who we are. Yeah, I, I think I, I mainly agree with that. Um, it, it, and, and I'm not going to be annoying when I say that, but I think... <laughs> um in, in case that's what you're thinking uh the, the the doorways a lot of them they they are definitely useful and shouldn't be disregarded because of what you said which you know it, it's not like once we have the awakening was there permanently 100 percent of the time you know that's not the human condition and therefore recognizing that there are things that to, to detangle in our psychology or in our, our body works or our breathing is really useful what i do think is non-negotiable in my mind right is that you're still going to get the most leverage from oh, yeah. the awakening thing and then come back down to look at some of those things maybe through some of those other doorways mm. but it'd be very different having going through that doorway once you've been through the awakening doorway so so coming straight into the doorway and then working your way up to the awakening which is what we would call traditionally the indirect path I don't, wouldn't recommend, I, I don't think is necessary. I think doing them in sort of parallel, maybe, as if, as if you sort of could, is, is helpful. So, because if people are finding something sort of scary and uncomfortable about the non-dual conversation, cool. That's just showing how identified you are with the self that doesn't want to lose its job description. So it doesn't mean you then abandon the path. Uh, mm -hmm. It just means you look at that bit. Right. Yes, absolutely. If you're in conversation with somebody who can be with you in that, but plenty yes. of people, and we'll know people too, who who did abandon the path mm. because it looked too confronting and scary, mm. and that's okay because then they yeah. did some other stuff, and then eventually they they often come back to it and go, "Oh my God, I read this book from this person ten years ago, and oh my God, now I realise what that was, book was saying," and you know, so. So plenty yeah. of people will abandon the path all the time. And, and again, that for me is why these more palatable, easier, more accessible human level doorways are valuable because if it just takes people a little bit yeah. closer, a little bit lighter, a little bit looser, then it, it's all moving them back towards where everybody's being drawn to anyway. Yeah, totally. I'm glad they exist mm. because they have got value. Um, and you're right, if, if someone's not understanding what the different doorways are or bangs into some something non-dual and they're like, whoa, I don't like that, then I, I can see why you, you'd throw it away. I mean, I did initially, you know, I, I, without realising it, it's 25, 30 years ago. Before I started, I sort of came across some spiritual stuff and just thought, well, that's not relevant. I don't get it. What's it on about? You know, didn't look at it at all. Mm. You know, and here we are back around the full circle so it, it's completely okay of course it's okay i mean there's never any judgment in what we're saying we're just pointing the best way we can and it's part of the human condition as we said earlier i suppose what we're trying to say is look if the alien was asking us what would our recommendation be as from where we sit what what would we say um 
And I think what I'm experimenting with and having for the last few years is quite how much uh, <laughs> work, I don't even like that phrase, do you need to do on your psychology before you're, you're, you can see the non-dual? And the more I look in that, the less and less is the answer. That doesn't mean there aren't things later on you might not come back to and bang into, but you're banging into them knowing what you are which makes it a much easier detangle. So the problem with the, with the little experiment I'm doing is I'm bound to only be talking to people or coming across people who are ready to have that conversation mm -hmm. with me. So mm -hmm. I'm already ruling out most of the, the, the population. So you could argue, aha, there you go. So what one can argue, whereas I'm seeing it, oh my gosh, no, it's so much easier to go direct than I ever thought. That's only because they're in the conversation with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. definition, you've yeah. limited it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're always talk already talking to um to the con a limited yeah. A well, level of whether they know it or not, mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah. know, the, the, yeah. whether the system knows it or not, that the fact they've even bothered to yeah. engage any of it. So, but mm -hmm. I think the way it looks to me from my mind is that it's easier to be or or, or possible and to be more direct than I ever thought. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean we should get rid of all the other doorways uh, mm. No. Mm. Um, because part of the richness of being in this aliveness is the tangling of psychology. I mean, yeah, mm. there's something about the human condition that is, that loves the drama and the unfolding and the beauty and, and the contrast of that. So it's, it's what you said at the beginning. It's, it's fun. I mean, mm -hmm. it may look less fun when you're in the middle of suffering. Um, but again, when you see it from a more awakened place, it does become more kind of, oh, wow, geez, mm -hmm. what a jigsaw puzzle this is. Mm. Because you know it's only a pretend jigsaw puzzle of the avatar. Um, anyway, I sort of distracted mm -hmm. you because I was asking you to give a little bit more about these, the few doorways that you point to now in your enlightenment event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, well, it fits beautifully with what you've just said, actually, because... So the doorways we've got, we've started with Make It Visible during February. So those sessions are already underway and, and will be in there for anybody who joins after this point. March is going to be psychological, April emotional, May physical, and then June spiritual, which is basically a direct path awakening yeah. um, and and progressive. We've got one of each. We've got a, a direct path and a progressive path person. Um, and then July is holistic so ones which can't actually can't really be categorized into any of those different doorways but what you've just said for me and when you said about suffering because suffering is such an is the doorway like suffering is the is the point at which like I did you know well this can't be it there must be something else this isn't how my life's meant to be it's such a brilliant opportunity for us to start asking those questions and to start looking in other places to see yeah how th this is meant to be a nicer experience like this is meant to be a more fun experience so where's that like how mm. do I find that was, do you think you could route. just help people just define for 15 seconds each of those words because they all mean different things the body psychological okay. so can you just give a little nutshell on what you mean when you say psychological when you say body when you say feelings what you, and spiritual what do you mean you just get the, yeah. the, the, the york notes version yeah cool so psychological for me is thoughts and thinking it's it's the 
either the narrative or the images that we have in our minds, um, the in all its forms, you know, from the inner critic through to um, ideas and analysis and logic, you know, anything that's in in the form of of so, so mainly cognitive, cognitive, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, that's what you mean by psychological, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. cognitive, conceptual, yeah, yeah, um, in the emotion, I've called it emotional enlightenment, but for me, it includes feelings and emotions, and I, me and Sarah in our book, we distinguish between emotions and feelings. So emotions are a very natural movement of energy through our body, a very pure experience of energy moving through our body or through our system. Feelings are that kind of, we call them mental feeling states. So that's when our psychology, our thoughts, our cognition has got tangled, has been identified with in some way. And that, that's the yucky feeling stuff. That's the mm-hmm. um, the resistance, the, uh, the um, worry, the arrogance as well you know anything where it feels yucky is where psychology's got been identified with we we get the the two sides of the thought feeling coin yeah it's funny because i use those words exactly the same meaning completely differently around so i call Uh, the emotion the thing that's got the meaning and the narrative and the the ick to it and the feeling is just the raw sensation okay (laughs) but so the the things you were making here is doesn't really matter whether you call it what you call it it's a distinction it's knowing yeah yeah, yeah. Just energy moving in motion through the through the system so yeah so that's the emotional angle um the physical is the body yeah so the physical body the the thing that we see in front of us the yeah just the body as it is the the manifestation of that physical experience and how um, do you pull apart then? Another question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you pull apart body and emotion? Because to me, yeah. they're so close in that yeah. I feel the body. I mean, I suppose I could look at it in the mirror or look at it now in my hand, but that doesn't yeah. do anything. It's only there because it's a felt thing. The sensation. So, yeah, yeah sensation. Yeah, so, yeah. how do you pull those apart? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, literally, I said this so many times in the summit with the the ladies who was who were speaking about emotion and physical it was like literally they could have swapped places yeah you know there was there's a yeah there's a hair's breadth between the two for me the physical is just the um i guess I like that the one who anna um yeah anna segar who does the breath work for us she she was the one who had the headaches so that for me is the distinction with the body it's where we get physical ailments physical challenges health issues often which medicine can't help or understand Mm. or do anything about which for me are the it's the system saying bloody hell listen to me like there is something going wrong here and you need to pay attention I, i tend to see it as like it's the last port of call of the system if we haven't listened to the psychology we haven't listened to the to the feeling system it's like the body goes for god's sake would you listen you're totally misaligned here (laughs) you're totally in confusion of who you are and what's going on so so yeah the body for me is is distinct in that way because it's where it's where it shouts to us so so can i try and summarize that distinction in the appearance of it because it's all the same thing but it appears so feelings and emotions might depending which word you use might appear to be about my belief system about me or about the world i feel that about that anxiety about going to work mm. I feel lonely when i'm on my own i feel 
um, devalued when someone shouts at me, right? That, that mm. would be a feeling or emotion. And then the body is when the, 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 the sensation, which could be a feeling, <laughs> turns mm. up in what we would then look like locates in a mm. head or a foot or a butt or a back or a neck or a pelvis or a, um, a bowel or a knee or a bone or a whatever. So mm. it's the, the difference is in the appearance, because it's all the same system, of the location and where we've self-identified that to be. Is, is that the difference? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And just and for me, just something that common or garden, somebody would say, I've got this physical problem. Yeah. I've got this, I've got this health problem. I've got this problem with my body. Yeah. You right. know, really, yeah. So some people find it easier to so going back to our doorways to explore via well, because of where it manifests, via that door, you know, yeah. through the headaches or the arthritis or the chronic, anything chronic. Uh, yeah. my mind guts or whatever it is right yeah, some yeah, people yeah. would go oh well it just turns up and i get overwhelmed a lot or i get anxious a lot or i get depressed a lot or i get this a lot that's yeah. the second door the first yeah. door would be oh well it comes up in really noisy thinking where i get confused and i get um i get conflicted by this and that and that's in your sort of cognitive psychology yeah 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 totally so totally. they're they're the three they're the same yeah. thing listeners by the way they are absolutely all whirlpools they just got a different hue or color or flavor and mm. appearance to them mm. yeah, okay. yeah yeah so, yeah yeah so there are three number yeah. four was spiritual so, now there's a word so, so we're essentially <laughs> what it, what we're saying is we're back in the awakening conversation so this is the point at which okay so we've lightened the psychological we've lightened the emotional we've lightened the physical now we've disidentified from a bunch of stuff there's now more space to look at okay but who am i really mm -hmm. who am i before all of that stuff yeah. so yeah so at that point we we kind of bring the conversation back full circle to an awakening conversation yes um to look at yeah the truth of our spiritual nature the truth of our essence the truth of who we are before the form of thoughts feelings bodies and the fifth one was just holistic uh, so one whole, that didn't quite fit holistic. in the first Four. so yeah, genuinely what yeah genuinely ones which couldn't yeah they just they couldn't be emphasized in any of those others it was like so one of them is energy transmissions i'll say mm. that a bit clear i always say it really fast energy transmissions um which is something i do now as well which is a it, it's all encompassing you know it's yeah. it's like soaking water into the system so yeah. you can't say oh that's just going to touch your psychology your emotions or your body it's going it's mm. doing the whole thing so, yeah, so that last category is because they literally couldn't be mm. differentiated in that way through a doorway. And, and I think you know I, what, what I think, but I, I would start with number four um, and then do one, two, three, and then number five. So that's just Piers' view of the world. It's not right at all or anything. But the, I, I get completely what how you've segregated those into the doorways. And really, you know, once we've examined the spiritual one, and I, I'll put that in different language for people, uh, you know, what I would call the before psychology one, the awakening one, the recognizing what we are essentially one, the word yeah. spiritual is so loaded. All the same thing. You know, yeah, all yeah. the same thing. Once yeah. we've, almost once we, so we almost like go through the psychological, the feeling, emotion and the body, and then we look at the awakening one, and then that is going to change how we see the other doors. Mm. I mean, that, that's the lovely yeah. thing, isn't it? But we almost have to like visit the other doors first 
to come back to look mm. at it. Now, what the direct path is about, because people have heard us talk about direct path and indirect path or progressive path or even pathless path, is to, and what we were saying earlier is, how much do I need to look at the other doors before I go into door four? Mm. Yeah, well, who knows? And, and that, that's the question that <laughs> that's unique. I, I've been exploring. A, there's a sweet shop right there. There's a sweet shop right there. And that's what I've been exploring for the last few years of direct inquiry. And mm, that's fascinating, fascinating. But I think what you're offering is an encapsulation of those other doors. Now, it's probably worth just saying very quickly, if we can ever do that, um, what it is that you don't now even include on a series of enlightenment events you know what, what approaches are you going i don't really see the value of that anymore not because yeah. they're wrong but what, what have you disregarded by the wayside now that has distilled you down to even mm. your four or five mm, i love that question i hadn't even thought about it but it's it's almost like going back to my old career i just wouldn't go near anything that's about forcefully trying to change our experience trying to overwrite anything with something that looks better or nicer I wouldn't include anything around positive thinking positive psychology yeah trying to imagine great futures to feel better oh my god none of that because all of this all change happens from presence with it as it is all of these modalities are purely about presence with everything as it is, inclusion of everything as it is, which is so in alignment with the truth of who we mm. already are and how everything already is. So that was absolutely essential. And perhaps, in fact, that's probably why I was able to discern who was in and who was out when I was thinking about who to include. Yes, brilliant. Because brilliant. it was yeah, it was so necessary. Let's unpack that more, because I think it's a really... Um interesting thing to unpack because you, you you said it nicely and I totally get what you do it so the things that aren't included in what you're pointing to now because there's many doorways that are is uh, and I'll put it on in, in in my language and you see whether it's playing to what you're saying anything that and it's always innocent and and, and accidental because no one deliberately tries to point me in one direction but anything that sort of is about trying to reinforce the scarcity or lack mm. by suggesting do this mm. so if it's like um you know maybe your life's not going brilliantly well manifest a, a goal that you do want mm. of creating abundance and love or this in the world mm. which is accidentally saying where you're at is not okay it's coming from scarcity and then it's giving you tools to overcome your your lack yeah 100 percent. so none of that is uh, included in what we're talking about because it doesn't yeah. align with the perfectly imperfect system of where we are and the, and the truth right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so so that would be out um and as much as that stuff can tactically give people moments of kind of imagined relief it doesn't move the needle does it mm, and, yeah, and we, yeah, we, we've yeah, been around yeah. it and, enough to know from our experience anyway yeah, it's you know, a, a great distinction. and yeah. We can be mo yeah. moving and working with some challenging stuff. The difference is we're not with the challenging stuff going, shit, this is difficult. How the hell am I going to do this? We're just with it going, oh, here's the next thing to do. Here's the next thing to yeah. do. So um, 
Yeah, that's such a valuable point. It's we're not starting from this is a problem. We're not starting from this needs to change. We're not starting from, yeah, you don't have enough now. You need to be more of this. We're starting from this is perfect exactly as it is. And we're going to bring that presence to it that that is the magic, that is the the light of transformation, that is the, yeah. the ingredient. And I suppose we're not also pointing to anything that says the outside world needs to be a certain way, which is another way of saying what you said. We're yeah. not pointing to anything prescriptive. Yeah. So if if there's anything that's highly prescriptive, and by highly prescriptive we mean um, do this to create that, or this is the way you have to do it that binds you into a psychological strategy, ritual, or practice. Anything that binds you into that, mm. I would be thinking, well, no, because that doesn't again fit with what we are, which is being lived in the moment, flow emergence of of what the right. Mm prescription mm. is it's, it's, it's never going to be one prescription so bless yeah. nlp you know much as i loved it it was very good at prescribing hey do that and you'll get this yeah yeah, um, yeah. Now, funny enough there were 40 50 things it would prescribe but that's because there isn't the right one so so anything that's prescriptive no anything that's sort of saying try and get to this outside world yeah. this, this external landscape no anything that's sort of saying come from trying to overcome scarcity and lack Mm. no mm. um anything that i suppose puts it as there's levels to get to mm. which again all these things might innocently i'm not saying anyone's deliberately sort of saying well there's this level and there's this level this level i mean yes they might look like there is but there isn't really and i suppose the other one we might chuck in from the other uh, other end the, the the very non-dual end is anything that um would not care about the human condition and be bypassy or kind of hey yeah just just be 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 awareness and crap to the world yeah. um yeah. that doesn't fit with because no. we are essentially that awareness but we're also a wonderful psychological tangle so anything that go discounts the human condition mm. Mm. yeah out. yeah yeah and the great thing is that even if we go down any of those routes, we find dead ends at some point. We find suffering at some point, which is perfect, because then it will point us back to exactly the kind of route we, we are more aligned to follow. Yeah. yeah. And that that's actually, that's so, I just remember the, these positivity, uh, well, so they were called negativity fasts that we used to go on in NLP <laughs> world. This is, this is 20 years ago, where the idea was, see how long you could not have a negative thought for oh my life they having a positive thought which which is really quite hard work because it doesn't fit with the human condition because having a negative thought is just as beautiful as having a positive thought because one what is negative and what is positive is made up so, so they're both the same really um but it's denying isn't it it's, it's denying the whole point of being alive and not only that but the, our, the way our psychology presents itself to us is the, I use the word gift, I know it's trite, it, it is the indication there's something to have a little play with in the tangle world. Mm. So when we hit our dead end, what might appear like a dead end, it's not a dead end. Yeah, yeah, it's your doorway. There's yeah, your doorway right yeah. there. I mean, it sounds yeah, yeah. trite, isn't it? Oh, it's a dead end that turns into a doorway when you start. <laughs> well, no, but it is. Because the point of being alive is to have the full gamut and richness of experience the yeah. reason people think no 
I don't like that because I've tried some of this full gamut of human experience. It's horrible. It suffers. I'm, I feel blah, 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 blah. It's because you're having the full gamut of the human experience without knowing what you truly are in a waking level. Mm. And then mm. it can look scary, uncomfortable, um, can't cope with it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. What, so the beautiful thing about the awakening, which is why we prioritize it so much, is that it then allows you to have everything else as part of the learning extravaganza rather than I need to avoid that, I can't have that, I need to do that. Totally, so, totally. So, it's all been about seeing these opportunities in life which we've normally turned away from and said, well, that's terrible, that's awful, I don't like that let's shut the door on that one, let's suppress that one, let's avoid that one, let's distract from that one. We're absolutely inviting that turnaround to go, no, 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 this is this is rich stuff here. This is mm. your, here's your doorways right here. I've been talking to people with all the conversations of, you're literally like gathering a, a shopping list of all these places of resistance that like amazing. There you go. There's your stuff to now move forward with, to um to get curious about rather than, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to shut the door and turn away. I guess a version of that will happen at the end. Mm. And then you see all that stuff that you made visible at the beginning, like all my challenges and, and, and issues and woes or whatever you want to call them. Once you see them, once you've been through the, the process, the river, you're like, oh, wow, brilliant. Mm. Bring mm. it on. Um, they're visible, but they have a very different, have a very different relationship to it and, yeah. and all of that. So, yeah. The program is completely circular. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's going to be yeah. a, uh, a a loop for people where they're gonna because there's no real distinction between a, a thought and a feeling, emotion, and the body. It, it's all the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even what you might call in the holistic field of energy transmission and reikis and whatever's that's all the same. It's just a different hue and flavor. It's mm -hmm. it's segmented. So if we try and pull this back round now, this Martian who's been listening to us going, okay, well, you know, I, I can sort of see why there's so many doorways is because the system does appear to fragment or, or, or into different ways it shows up. Mm. That, a diversity of psychological objects and in that including feelings, emotions and the body of mental activity, should we call it, inner and external is vast. So it could look like any of these things is the point, but actually they all go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all yeah. go back, don't they? Yeah. To... I've been using this, the, the analogy of the hand, you know, if, if each of the fingers and the thumb are the doorways, but they're all going back to the same space. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. Just be, We'll just begin where we begin. And and that's the same thing. It's because whichever thread we pull on, whichever doorway we, we move through, it's all one connected whole anyway. And so it's, we've got full freedom. Yeah. And it's why one-to-one -one work for us as coaches is different to group work. Because when you're in group work, you're trying to guess where most people want to start which finger. Mm. And you're trying mm. to give them, a, or you're trying to give them a bit of each finger, each doorway, a bit of this door, a bit of this door, a bit of this door, this door. And people will resonate at different parts of the day or the afternoon or the five days or whatever you're doing. One-to-one, -one, you can very quickly nip to... The, hmm. the door that oh okay the body let's go and buy there so they're not different they are the same but individuated you know hmm. we're going to have different doorways so when people say to us where do i start it's kind of an impossible question to ask until you've banged into some doors and thought there's no door there <laughs> um 
you know, so I think if we were trying to help listeners now go, well, okay, thanks so much. I'm just totally confused. Uh, I've now didn't realize there were so many doors. You know, what would we say? Well, what would your kind of um, advice or pointing be to someone who's been listening yeah. to this? I, w- I would really say, like, just start wherever you start. It really doesn't matter. Start Ideally, you've got somewhere that you start that you go, oh, that feels like a good place to start. Like, that feels like that feels like the right place, but that's exactly why in the event I'm presenting a whole range of options. Cause you can, you can come and join for every single month and t- taste and sample and really try out and see which ones feel good, which ones feel aligned. And then you might stick with that one for a little while, but at least then, you know, there's a whole smorgasbord of other options so that when this one has kind of done the work it needs to do, if there's then a, a desire for something else. It's like, well, cool. I know there's a whole bunch of other doorways available. Yeah. Maybe I'll come yeah. back to that one later, but at least, yeah, I've got that new information. It's not that door for the moment. Yeah. So we can't, we literally can't go wrong. And I was thinking, as you were saying that, how do I answer that question? Because I, I don't know if I've asked it myself. I probably have, but so I was thinking, of course you go with what feels right because people don't tend not to. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, just we're being lived. But then then I thought, well, actually, yeah, I agree with what Helen's saying, but I think I would, maybe this is just my current experiment, but try direct first, right? Try pathless or direct first because if that one door is open, brilliant, because then you can go and see all the other doors later to mm-hmm. detangle. If that one just looks ridiculous or resisted or scary, okay, fair enough. That one's not there yet. Mm. Um, go and try some other doors, whether it's the, the the more emotional or the psychological or the body. So I suppose my slight variant on what you're saying is, and it's this is more about me than the rest of the 7 billion people on this planet probably, um, is just because if that door does open directly, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't mean we will ignore the other doors, but mm. later on you'll look at the other doors and go, okay, I can now see through that door and I see in that room and I can see what's there, the tangles, but they mm. don't look anywhere near as tangly as they did. Mm. Or the tangles are like, okay, that's cool. I love a tangle. Give me the tangle. Right? So <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose that, that would be my um my take does, does that make yeah. sense well it totally makes sense because that's we've talked about this before haven't we about the shop front of what we're both doing and your shop front is absolutely direct path like that's your that's what the front facing like this is your thing whereas mine is naturally much more of a mishmash for want of a yeah. better word that just keeps coming to mind it, it's uh yeah it does include all of that stuff and 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 there's a and i know yours does too mm. um but yes, if anything, my my work with wild figures much more. The shop front is much more about enlightenment. Um, than awakening, well, yeah, yeah. That with yeah. thoughtful raven for the book being much more about awakening. And it's interesting because if I have a client and and the direct door path isn't quite open yet, I do then go and play around all the others. Mm. I just mm. do because I guess twenty five years of being coaching, you, you're bound to. You, I'm not just going to go away then. Come out when you're ready. Uh, no, because it's too much fun once you've work with that client a little bit to, to, to not do that and sometimes you then go and knock on the door two weeks later and it's open or oh, no it's not yet um so the doors are never really shut um they just have an apparent <laughs> closeness to them so it's a that's the lovely thing isn't it that's the lovely thing you know and we said at the beginning uh, you know how surprising 
what we what we do now compared to what we did. So mm. the doors are never really shut. Mm. Mm. Just different degrees of opening. Yeah. So um I'm wondering what else we can say that would be useful uh to people. Um maybe uh listeners can ask us questions if we don't manage by the time we've finished mm -hmm. recording. But anything else that would be uh helpful for people at this moment? I don't know if there is. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. I, I hope that we've uh, presented a, a kind of a map of what's available and why it's available, like what everything's doing, why it's doing that. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear if it's brought questions up for people that hasn't, that they feel haven't been answered or that they want clarifying further. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. we've, um, I think we've covered all the stuff we we intend to set out with. Good. Well, listeners, invitations there uh, from Helen and from myself. Please, please, please share. Uh, love to know what you've heard. And uh, Helen, I just want to wish you all the best with your enlightenment event that is not an event. It is a, a, a <laughs> six-month, I guess, series of webinars and Yeah, it actually goes on to, to October, yeah. October. So when you said before about that cyclical nature, uh, after July, we, we have some integration time and some... Brilliant reconnection to all of what we've we've visited already well i'm sure people will get a bunch out of it and we'll put the details in the show notes if people want to join so, so now not only can you get helen's book you can also join her online extravaganza event so helen thanks for giving us some of your very precious time because it must be precious given how much you create in the world so thanks for coming on again and no You're doubt welcome. we will you will be another a visitor again because <laughs> of my podcast who knows what to talk about but thank you so much yeah, thank you, Fears. Thanks so much. Great. So listeners, as usual, have fun being curious. Please share this. And if you have any questions for Helen or I, just let us know. Listeners, as usual, have fun being curious and catch you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to know more, check out our website at qualityofmind.biz. And also, feel free to reach out and leave us a review or a comment. Until next time, have fun being curious.